whenever you're ready. <laughs> and here we go. We're live. We're not live. I guess we're recording. Yeah. Different area, different spot. Different, yes, it is. We tramped out of the studio, which we normally are, and decided to come over here, make it a little closer for Darren. He came over here from Boise, so. Yep. Appreciate you coming down. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice spot down here on the river, man. Yeah, cool. it's nice and quiet down here. We yeah. like it down here a lot. Thanks no for neighbors. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for coming and making the trip and everything. You brought your dog. Yep. He's here. She. Yep. She, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I met uh, Darren. I don't even know if Darren remembers. It was at an archery shoot back in the 90s. And I, a couple things I remember that shoot. Of course, you were shooting for Hoyt at the time. I think you were still living in Utah. And my son broke your arrow. <laughs> and it, and this, they were those ACEs, uh -huh. which are really expensive arrows. Yeah, back then they were. Yeah. That, and those about were, the most expensive thing out there. They were, yeah. yeah. And they were the shit for arrows, yeah. I remember. But my son thought it was cool he hit your arrow. And I'm thinking, <laughs> dude, you just, I don't know how much they're worth, but I'm thinking, they, that was an expensive arrow. <laughs> That's funny. But you're working for Hoyt at the time, huh? Um, if it you was were. late 90s. No, it, well, it could have been, yeah, more late Yeah, if it was after 99, I would have been working for Hoyt. So, okay. sometime during 99, uh, early might have been around I think then. is when I started with Hoyt, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. tell all was by yourself. Before we get to that, John. Yes. We usually do, how's it going? Then talk a little bit, I'm sorry. We jump forward, it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We were excited to get going, so yeah, it is what it is. But I will say this: um, we were recording in Daryl's new addition to his house. It's his new game room, and uh, we'll take some footage and show you guys. But it has turned out amazing. Yeah, it's impressive. Heck Almost of a collection. Uh, not quite. <laughs> nice yeah. collection. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah it's a great, great. So anyway, it's kind of fun. Yeah. First time I've got to see it finished, so or yeah. almost finished. Almost finished. Yeah. Got a little bit of flooring left. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. But. But yeah, Darren Cooper came down from Boise, and um, he's uh, got some a business that he started. How many years ago has it been now? Uh, I think we started, I guess it would have been right in 2020 when the pandemic, right about the time the pandemic kicked off. Huh. That's when we decided it was a perfect time to start a business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably worked for us and against us in, in many ways. I'm not going to complain. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's going well. Um, yeah, it's been a challenge, but it's been a heck of a lot of fun too. We've helped out a ton of, you know, hunters be successful on their hunts, and that's super gratifying. And you know, I just love sharing in, in other people's success. I've kind of made a, a, you know, big part of my career has been helping other people, you know, yeah. get better at shooting or you know, hunting. And um, this is just kind of another extension of that, and yeah. you know, helping people out with gear. So, did you, were you? Born in Idaho, then? Or? Uh huh. I'm a. I was born in, in Boise. Um, went up to University of Idaho for college. Um, came back. Went to work for an engineering firm in Boise, uh, Morrison Knudsen. Oh. I remember them? Yeah. Back in the day, they were one of the you know the giants in the yeah. United States for engineering, and they got gobbled up and you know some mergers and acquisitions and stuff. But anyway, um, that same time, you know, mid the mid '90s, late '90s. Um, I started shooting um, professionally and um, got an opportunity actually at a, at a tournament. Um, got flighted with 
a point engineer on the second day of a, it was an indoor tournament in Boise and Mark Yardage deal and I was leading the tournament and he ended up on the top target too and, and uh, I jokingly asked him I had a degree in chemical engineering which was what my degree was in oh. and uh, jokingly asked him hey you need any chemical engineers down there at Hoyt and uh, he said you know what um, I don't really care what discipline of engineering is, but you need to have a PhD in archery, and I think you should probably send me a resume. <laughs> and I was like, you'll have that resume before you get back to Salt Lake City. <laughs> so um, I actually interviewed with them. And were you already? You said you were shooting professionally at that time. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And sponsored by Hoyt. Um, actually, I was shooting a PSE at the time. Okay. I had just switched, uh, I think, from Hoyt to PSE, and. Um, yeah, that was about probably six months into the PSE experiment. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, ended up interviewing with them and they were actually looking for an engineering manager. And I was pretty young at the time. I think I was probably only 24, maybe 25. And uh, I had some experience, but probably not enough experience to manage an, an engineering team right off the bat in a you know field I hadn't, you know, didn't have any experience in the actual, you know, manufacturing of, of archery equipment. So they gave the job to somebody else. He lasted about six months. They got rid of him. And Jason Fogg, the guy that that I was talking to at the okay. time, I remember him. called me back and said, hey, um, let's do an interview down in Vegas. And uh, I think I shot two 300s that year. Mm -hmm. And then like a 97, I think I finished 19th <laughs> at Vegas that year. Nice. Which didn't didn't hurt, you know. Yeah. I do that at the tournament when I'm having an interview with with Randy Walk and, and Jason, and, and um, shortly thereafter, you know, uh, they hired me because that would have been February, and then I think I I moved down there in, in a, like April or something like that. So, yeah. So yeah, worked for Wade for about ten years, design archer equipment. Um, have five patents down there. I designed and developed the cam and a half. I that was kind of the big one, um, which really was also the binary system. Um, so kind of the two biggest things in cam since the one cam came out. Hmm. Um, and then, jeez, uh, uh, started writing for some of the magazines, Eastman's, Western Hunter. Um, but you're still part of Western Hunter now? I haven't been writing for him since I started the the rent outdoor gear business. Okay. So I I talked to Chris and and um, the crew and was like, hey man, I'm gonna have to put all my focus into this business for a while. So um, just yeah, just kind of like I'm gonna take a hiatus. Maybe you know I, I really enjoy the writing and and you know share knowledge and stuff with people. So did you ever get to hunt down there in AZ with Chris? Um, no, I haven't. I'd love to get down and hunt some coos with him. Or, yeah, he's kind of got me hooked on the coos thing. Yeah, they're fun, man. They are. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I've, I've hunted mule deer in Arizona. Um, yeah, that's I think that's the only thing I've hunted down there. No elk, huh? No, I haven't you put drawn, in? I've got, I will draw a tag in Arizona as soon as I feel like drawing a tag in Arizona. Oh. 25 points, I oh. think, so. I drew, I cashed in 25 points in Utah this yeah, year, so um, yeah. yeah, I've got, you know, some, some really good elk tags lined up coming down the road, so nice. it'll be fun, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, um, so I've kind of taken a break from, from the writing thing, but, you know, I've 
done stuff with Rockslide as well, kind of helped oh. get that thing off the ground. I was an editor for them with all their online content for nice. for quite a while. So I've been around the block and you know worked with a lot of good writers and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah, back to back to rent outdoor gear. Started that in 2020, and um, yeah, we've been you know doubling and tripling pretty much annually. So That's maybe explain the whole concept. Since for the people that don't know. Yeah, them. absolutely. Um, so basically what we do is rent high-end hunting gear. Um, so if you are coming from the Midwest uh, to hunt, you know, Idaho or Colorado or wherever, um, you can get on our website, um, you know, look up different gear from optics, tripods, backpacks, sleeping bags, um, thermal optics. Um, you know, there's a, you know, a ton of stuff. The, the expensive stuff that, that both take a lot of research uh, in order to figure out the right stuff, and as well as, you know, they, it's a big pocketbook kit usually. Oh, it's yeah. A big financial commitment. Especially for, for like, I mean, optics is, was, I remember that was a key thing I saw. Yeah. Where a lot of guys out in the Midwest and the East, um, they don't need um, really high end, higher end optics to hunt out of a tree stand, you know, because right. it's so dense. Yeah. But you come out here where it's pretty critical, that makes, it, it and can, putting the money out. Like so. Absolutely, absolutely. So for those guys, it, you know, it can really make sense because they're probably only doing one Western hunt a year. And I personally think it makes a lot more sense to rent, you know, some of those items. Um, because by the time you would have spent enough to pay them off, you'll be, three or four generations of new stuff mm -hmm. down true. the line and you haven't you know whatever you bought is now worth you know a, a third or half yeah. at best of what it used to be when you when you bought it mm -hmm. you know whereas you don't have to deal with that depreciation if you rent from us you always get the latest greatest you know badass tent yeah. backpack sleep you know whatever optic rangefinder and for the um, guys flying too there's a lot of people that fly out here yeah yeah so we can actually ship the stuff to your destination you know if you're going with an outfitter or something like that or if you're going to stay at a hotel and somewhere or you know you can pick it up locally we have a lot of guys that fly through boise on their way to hunting and, and so you can pick it up locally at our shop in boise so uh, but yeah typically we just we send it right to you um, it also come you know the item whatever you rent will come with a uh, prepaid return label so when you're done you just put the new sticky label over the old one, tape the box back up, and it ships right back to us. So none of that shipping stuff is a hassle for you. You just drop it off with FedEx or, or UPS. And then the other thing that people always ask is, all right, well, what dates do I do? Do I need to, you know, you just book it for the date that you want it to show up, which is typically the day before you're leaving, because UPS or FedEx, sometimes they come later in the afternoon and you don't want to be sitting there waiting on the porch for True. that guy to show up. <laughs> and then you book it through the day that you're going to drop it back off with UPS or FedEx during business hours. Most of our boxes won't fit in their drop off, okay. you know, overnight things. So, and it's always better to get a receipt when you're dropping that stuff off anyway. That, way, that way you've got proof that yeah. The guy behind the counter didn't just shove that in his backpack and, you know, <laughs> inherit a new, brand new pair of binoculars. Yeah, right. So if you've got that receipt, at least I know that you dropped it off and and, uh, and then I can blame them if it doesn't show up, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. 
but it's a it's a slick system we've got a ton of happy customers uh, like i said we've helped a lot of people just make the most out of their hunts and that's that's a lot of fun to see and it, um, i just feel like we're doing we have a great service that's that's helping people out yeah i mean um is your uh, like all your uh, optics do, do you kind of lean towards certain brands um yeah we've got some favorite brands that that we kind of stick to we've got a fairly broad range we test and, and try out a lot of stuff but and according um, to price that's what, what else yeah we try to we try to cover a range of prices because yeah. we know you know even even though you're renting stuff it can get pretty expensive depending on on what you're getting so we do cover from you know Swarovski down to kind of the mid-range stuff with um, Vortex and mm -hmm. um, they've got some really nice higher-end stuff as well oh, but um, to me, huh? oh yeah Mocha's joining the conversation. So. <laughs> but yeah, we try to we try to cover a range so that um, you know we know that some guys are on a much tighter budget than others, and yeah. you know, so we we try to have really good products um, throughout that that price range. So, and and the thing is, I will personally you know stake my name and, and hang my hat on any of the stuff that's on our product yeah. line. Like if it's not good you won't find it on our website uh, you know i don't even carry everything that like swarovski makes like there's yeah. stuff that i think is best of the best in the swarovski lineup and then there's stuff that i just you know i wouldn't use yeah i think there's better options so yeah. um so we just kind of have a curated you know gear selection that uh, it's way easier to when i say sell it not really even you're selling it but just if it's something that you've used, you've used it out in the field, It's a, you can look them in the eye and give your honest opinion. Yeah, I can say, I've used this next to this, and yeah. this is how those two compare. You know, this yeah. is what this does well, this is what this does well, and, and all of my, you know, my guy, my main guy that runs my warehouse and, and is shipping stuff out on a day-to-day -day basis, he takes all this stuff out too, and is very, very knowledgeable about, you know, what works, you know, good. Mm -hmm. um, you know what tripod pairs with which scopes the best and you know, it's all of those little nuances that i think we can really help guys out too and and you know get on the phone if you're not sure what to what to rent we have some really good reviews i've done i've written some really good write-ups on a lot of that equipment yeah. um but yeah definitely if you're not 100 percent sure get on the phone tell us what hunt you're doing chances are we've probably done that hunt or, or something really has. similar yeah. or you know um, we can definitely give you uh, some good information as to, you know, how that stuff's going to stack up and, yeah. you know, best selections, um, you know, for the terrain and, and species you're hunting. Yeah. Do you do much competitive shooting still then? I don't do much anymore. I, I went, um, I was a little bit burned out from, from archery for a while. And so I actually got into competitive long range shooting. Oh. I had pretty good success with that too. I shot some PRS. Um, I actually almost won a national championship in long range 22. Wow. Uh, one stinking point. Oh, and no. my trigger failed on the last target. I had a I had a pretty big lead going into the last target and it was an easy target and my every time I would run the bolt back it would stick and I would have to take the rifle down, beat the bolt closed, shut it and it was the only like really critical speed stage and it just yeah, I missed one too many. Uh, one more shot one more impact and i would have won by nine points but that's neither here nor there but so <laughs> hey, come here <laughs> 
That's it. You want to introduce your dog? This is Mocha. She is a German hunting terrier or a yak terrier. She's my tracking dog. Uh, she bell hunts with me and uh, she makes sure that we track down everything we poke a hole in. Nice. So, ah. Yeah. Now, yeah, you used to actually kind of had a service doing that too. Uh -huh. didn't you? Yeah, the last dog I actually registered on the uh, United Blood Trackers, so I would get quite a few calls from guys um, throughout the year that I couldn't help them all out, but uh, but uh, yeah, we would go help when we could, <laughs> charge people to um, come out and track stuff for them, track bears and deer, and huh. antelope, and all kinds of stuff. That's but, cool. Yeah, That's close cool. to. Close to 50 animals with the last one. This, she's she's gonna be two here later this month, and she's probably tracked about mm, 10 or 12 animals as well. So when you, uh, I don't really want to jump off the subject too much, but 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 it's fascinating. When you shoot, what's her reaction like? So this one, because she's been right by you. Yeah. So right? I, this is my second one that I've had. This one will just. Like she usually knows there's something there. I mean, uh, I shot a buck last year with her by my side. It was a it was a nice field there buck. He was probably 35 yards, 32 yards away. She knew he was there, but it's, we were in deep safe, so she couldn't see him. So she was looking at him. When I shot, she just stayed. My last one, when I shot, she would typically bolt after him, which wasn't good. You know, I was trying to break her on that with the with the shock collar. And then I usually do have a, um, a hot collar on them just to, you know, head off anything because you just never know what's going to jump out. And these dogs have a tremendous chase drive. So if something runs, man, it's on. So, uh, but she's um, much more likely to just stay tight and, and be quiet. How about elk? Have you had them by with your elk? Oh yeah, yeah. We've shot several bulls that we called in to close range. And my last dog, we get pretty excited. And when they come in close and bugle, she would usually, you know, she'd be just vibrating and shaking. And then pretty soon her, her mouth would open and she'd start panting. And I'd have to reach over and shut her mouth. <laughs> Come on, that's a little too much noise. So, so yeah, funny. usually whoever the caller was would usually have uh, the, the dog in their lap. Yeah, so they could kind of manage that little bit of noise and stuff. But they, hey, no, you can't get those sheds. Get down. <laughs> they also like to hunt sheds. Do they? <laughs> yeah, pretty good at that stuff, so. Yeah. They're cool looking. But yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. It's a it's a challenge. You got to spend some time with them. Um, I'm sure at some point, you know, there's going to be an instance where they might cost you an opportunity. Um, but they're also very helpful. Yeah. You know, they're out there and their ears are working and their nose is working and all that kind of stuff. If I ever on a leash when we're tracking. Oh, I was going to uh, ask you. Most that. state, a lot of states require them to be on a leash. Um, You'd never keep up with them in the field. I mean, they can smell them and go on that trail so fast compared to what you can see the blood. You'd never have a chance of keeping up with them. So um, she's always in a harness and, a, and on a leash when we start tracking. That's cool. So That is really cool. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, didn't mean to jump back. Like I said, I kind of <laughs> no, jumped up good. here. The, uh, the website for your your outdoor is uh, rentoutdoorgear.com yeah yeah we had another gentleman and i actually turned him on to your um 
website or to, to your number. I may have sent him your number even, because um, he does like a scouting service type thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's even for people who have friends coming out. That type yeah, that's great. Too. A great thing. I I thought about doing something similar to that probably twenty years ago. Yeah. But, yeah. No, you're probably too busy to do. You, what's your regular day job? You have a regular day job. Yeah. As well? So I I've moved back to Idaho. Um, my wife and I bought a business um, in 2007, roughly, and she stayed up. She moved back to Boise and started running that. Um, Riley's uh, Church Supply and Christian Bookstore in Boise on Vista Avenue. So she moved back and started running that and uh, for about 18 months. And uh, once we knew that was going to work, I wasn't going to leave my dream job down there wait yeah. until yeah. Uh, till we knew that business was, was going to go. Uh, but it's worked out great. She's still doing that. Um, and then I moved up and started working for her dad as a... Um, he has a, a big electrical contracting company, Lee Electric, and so we do hospitals and airport and big apartment stuff. A lot and, of most commercial things. Yeah, big commercial food processing, um, stuff like that. So I do project management for, for that business. Also, a little bit of design work here and there, and CAD and you know 3D modeling, a little bit of everything. But. Yeah, yeah. And then do this in the evenings and weekends and yeah, I've, I've got a guy that works for me full time that kind of runs that business and then a, you don't have a partner. I do have a partner. Oh. Yeah, uh, Dan Henderson actually a good friend of mine from college. He was getting into archery pretty seriously and ran across one of my articles. I hadn't talked to him in geez, fifteen or twenty years. Uh, prior to that and he looked me up and he's like hey man I ran across one of your articles and uh, let's you know let's have coffee and so we I started helping him out with his bow and stuff and I had this idea um, kind of swimming around in my head well fortunately Dan had um, some pretty good experience in startups had um, started a couple of companies and had really good success and kind of been through that had some um, uh, some key pieces of, of uh, team that we needed as far as like a developer uh-huh. uh, to really work on that website because we we really um, spent a lot of time dialing that in so that there's a system behind the scenes in there that tracks that gear and knows where it's at and when it's coming and how long we can rent it and how long uh-huh. it's going to take to get there and back and it's very complex and hmm. I wrote a lot of the algorithms to it and then you know was able to hand you know the pricing and all that kind of stuff and then handed that over to the guy and then he made it all work into a functional website and so yeah because virtually everything's over the internet yeah yeah absolutely I mean we could book it over the phone if we have to or we can send you a you know a cart with a checkout or whatever but it's it's so simple to shop and do it on your own I mean once you plug in your dates for your hunt you throw one item in your cart Everything else you look at is going to have those same dates, and it's going to tell you instantly oh, how much that wow. seven-day period is going to take you, and whether or not it's going to be available or not. That's so, cool. it's uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the website and how how well it works. And, and so, no no brick and mortar though. I mean, we do actually it. now. We we have a brick and mortar shop in Boise on Vista Avenue, okay. um, about two miles from the airport. So oh, okay. so if you're flying through Boise. Oh, that's on the way to your hunt, you can swing in and uh, hit us during business hours. If you're going to be after hours, a lot of times we can run down the shop and meet you too. Mm-hmm. So, come here, let's get over. And that's where you warehouse all the 
all the supplies. Yeah, yeah, we've got a warehouse there. I was so my wife's business is right next door. We were working at her basement uh, for quite a while and didn't have that storefront present, but presence. But uh, we still had people come in and uh, rent, you know, pick up gear there locally. So now we're the space next door opened up, and we went ahead and leased that out and uh, got new new flooring and paint and all that stuff. It, mm. it looks pretty nice. Is that been something recently you did? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to do a grand opening this month if we can get around to it. And, you know. This is uh, a good time. Kind of have, have, a, a, kind of have a kickoff right before hunts. Right. Yeah. Perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, now is the time too to book with you guys. Are you are you getting pretty dang booked? Some stuff is getting you know pretty tight already. So yeah, if you're looking to get your gear, book it early, because <laughs> especially if you know the the later it gets in, like the end of um, you know October like our hot tents and stuff like that with the titanium stoves oh. and the teepees mm -hmm. and yeah. that stuff books up uh, you know our big optics get really popular in rifle season mm -hmm. um, um, do you have many people from locally that do rent we stuff? do uh, and one of the reasons is it's not just about rental um, we sell all of our gear too and it is an awesome way to go take something out and try it oh make sure you love it so you're a you dealer invest. for everything yeah that we're gotcha yeah, we're full line dealers for Vortex, Krofsky, you know, all the Seek Outside. Um, hmm. We've got a bunch of Kuyu stuff, um, Exo Mountain Gear packs, uh, but a lot of stuff. There's, you know, we have access to a ton of different gear. And so we will give you up to seven days of your rental 100% back toward purchase. Gotcha. So, oh, if wow. you, so if you spend, you know, 300 bucks on a on a you know 10-day rental on a really nice you know high-end spotting scope a Kawa or Swarovski or something like that will give you you know almost all of that money back toward a purchase if you decide I gotta have this thing yeah the other thing that's really cool is if you're like I don't know if I want a Swarovski or if I want this Kawa um, rent them both for a three-day weekend and I'll give you both rentals toward whichever one you pick gotcha. oh. um, so it's a you know head-to-head -head, you're always gonna make the right choice yeah um, if you know hmm. if you can take advantage of that opportunity yeah you know you can do it with backpacks uh, oh, you know wow. whatever tents all that kind of stuff yeah um, it's a it's a really cool way nobody else does that yeah. Nobody else. Is there can. even anybody even does anything like this? I've never no, met anybody. No. So, so we're. It's the a only lot of. It, it's hey, it, come here. obviously it's got to be a lot of expense to buy all this stuff. Oh yeah. So it's, it's a massive upfront expense, and um, that's that limits our ability to grow fast, just because it is such a you know a chunk uh, to invest in all this stuff. So we kind of grow as we can. Screw over. <laughs> There's so much cool stuff in here. Carol, yeah, I just like, she can't hang out with us. She's a good dog, good, well-behaved dog. Just checking things out. She'd rather hang out with you, I think. <laughs> uh, do you have kids? And I do. I got one one daughter, and she actually works for my wife. Huh? So nice to see you in the family. Your wife hunt? No, wife and daughter don't hunt. My daughter is a phenomenal like prodigy archer but she has no desire to compete really? but she can pick up a bow and a hinge release and 
shoot tens from 40 yards away if she hasn't touched her bow in five years and i mean it's oh, one of those that makes you sick or yeah. most people sick so I mean, oh my god kid if, we, if you had any inkling of <laughs> of the want, gift you know, possess. yeah it's like you would be so dominant but mm. yeah yeah and you are i mean i was telling john you know we were talking earlier i says i'm kind of followed you especially since social media but um in your articles you know throughout the years but you've always been a quite a successful archer from um, had some success yeah. for sure in the hunting and you know won some tournaments and stuff too yeah won, uh, won reading twice oh nice with the team event um yeah i've had some top tens and you know big indoor tournaments indoor nationals nfaa um, vegas stuff like that but haven't been able to seal the deal on any of those, you know, and actually win one um, of the indoor tournaments. That's a tough, it's a tough uh, yeah. crucible, man, right. mentally. It uh, is. To, to, to finish one of those off. Mm. But uh, world field team, I mean, the, the U.S. team in 2006, I think, with uh, Dave Cousins and John Dudley. We went and shot the world championships in, in Sweden. And, wow. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a fun. Good run, right? good run so far, staying in the hunting industry and yeah, yeah. And this uh, get, being able to start up run outdoor gear kind of helps extend that legacy yeah, and yeah. keep me involved in the hunting industry, which I was really starting to miss. Yeah, um, you know, it's geez, having a working for an electrical contractor is kind of like having a real job, right? <laughs> so I, yeah, I was definitely missing the the. Uh, I don't know that camaraderie and that common yeah. thread that that you have with you know sure. the hunting community. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and yeah, w even shooting competition, you're always around that. Mike, so many good people. like-minded people. And, yeah, so many good people, good yeah. friends, and stuff like that. Def I miss that. I I uh, I don't know. I've had some 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 hunger pangs to get back into the the competitive archery deal. I started shooting a little bit this year and got a got a new target bow. Oh, but uh, indoor, yeah, but uh, just didn't have the time, and and uh, I don't know, maybe next year. But I got started, so <laughs> I do miss it. I do you miss still it. shoot for Hoyt too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my hunting partner is um, Zach Kurtzels, who's now the oh. the president at Hoyt. Oh, so, okay. Um, he and I will be hunting elk together this year. Oh, that, both, did you guys get both get yeah, the tag? Yeah, both drew the tag. So. He had enough points as a resident, and then I thought, uh, just looking at the odds, there was a really high chance that I would draw it, so we went ahead and put in at the same time. Uh, which may regret later, I don't know. It's nice when you can focus on, on a hunt like that. It's really nice to be able to focus on one guy, but we're also going guided, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll have some assistance there. Yeah. The first part of the hunt will be mostly ambushing because it starts so early on mm -hmm. in uh, August 23rd. Yeah. So. Um, Is water later, an option to hunt over water? There's so much water in that Is unit. It? It's, yeah. yeah, it's not going to do you much good. I mean, we will probably hunt and buy some wallows and stuff just because those are kind of signposts where the, yeah, you yeah. know, the elk are going to travel by. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's more about, you know, I don't know, hunting the haunts that they kind of pre-rut hang out in and um, as soon as they start shedding that velvet, kind of the rub lines that they work and it's almost whitetail tactics yeah, in that is. early season yeah. mm -hmm. and um, the guy that I'm going with is very keen on, 
on uh, patterning them and um, killing it's them amazing early. how much they they are as a whole even though it might change a little bit but they'll can kind of run the same pattern and unless they're really bumped enough to move them enough but yeah. you know I learned that uh, years ago and what a what a difference it made when I realized oh shit I've been seeing those you know in the same spot just yeah you know, making a vicious circle I call it you know and, yeah unless they're bumped out of there yeah his theory is that uh, they're much more predictable pre-rut and then you know once the rut's on he's like all bets are off they you know they can go chase you know whatever hot cow or yeah. if they get bumped you know by another bull you know they're gonna be a ridge over or two ridges over mm -hmm. and end up wherever the you know the best breeding action is at yeah. at any given time they're a little less predictable but they do have their they still do have their favorite rut haunts from year to year so uh, it's just a little tougher to pin them down if you're trying to kill a specific bull right that's kind of where we're we're at he's got uh, seven bulls that he knows are alive and are on the hit list, so yeah. we're gonna try to pick one of those guys off. Nice. So, how long is that season? Uh, it runs just shy of a month, so okay. it runs to September 19th. They gave us a little extra on the end of the season, um, which is nice. So that'll. Idaho, so Idaho happens great if it doesn't. Yeah, focuses yeah, probably. I probably won't get to hunt Idaho this year, uh, uh, unless I unless we both kill out early. Cause yeah. Even if I do kill early, I'll be back down there to help him mm -hmm. during the rut. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll call bulls for him. And then uh, I I hit the lottery this year. I also drew a desert sheep tag in Nevada. Oh, so nice. and a really good one. Uh, Are you gonna archery hunt that? I'm gonna bow hunt that. Uh, if it comes down to it, I'll I'll break out the rifle. I'm not gonna eat that tag because I'll never draw it again. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I I think it's very bow huntable. Have you shot a sheep with your bow yet? Uh, I have. I shot a doll sheep in Alaska with oh, my bow. Oh, that's right. I do yeah. remember that. Mm -hmm. Did an article on that one. Huh? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I probably published some photos and stuff of them. I don't know if I ever did an article on the Seems like I've ever seen you in a picture with... I did one on a mountain goat hunt, I did for sure, but yeah, that picture's been around a little bit. It was cool, cool photos, but... Um, and I killed a Rocky in Idaho with a rifle on the second to last day of the season up there, but... Uh, but yeah, one, one sheep down with a bow, maybe... You know, desert sheep, knock that one out, then... Gosh, a guy, a guy starts thinking about got to close your loop. house and go yeah. for yeah. stone. Yeah, stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to win that tag. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can. You can. Just, I've got a buddy that did. I'll just tell my wife that I'm going to win it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had a buddy that won it at the um, yeah, at show in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good one to win. Yeah. No, that's... I, that's about all I apply for. I knew eventually I would probably get a desert sheep tag and probably in Nevada. However, I was applying, expecting to get like the easiest hunt, you know, the worst hunt in the state was sure. what I was, you know, yeah. applying for because I just wanted an opportunity. Right. Well, the way Nevada does their system, which I think is really dumb, but you get five choices and they go through all yeah. five of them before yeah. um, they go to the next person. 
well, I must have drawn a killer number because they took my first choice. Uh And even with 23 or 24 bonus points, I was like one in three, one in 200 odds. Really? To Hmm. draw that. So, Hmm. pretty, uh, pretty dang lucky. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty dang lucky. So I'm really fortunate to, to have a good hunt that should have high numbers of rams and some, some pretty good rams. Uh, although it's kind of off its historical um, peak where they were killing some really nice ones, but uh, should be able to kill a nice rams. How many tags are in there? I think it's one of the units that probably has the most tags, um, but I couldn't tell you how many right off the top of my head. I want to say there's 30 something tags in that. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. so there's a ton of sheep. I mean, when I started scouting on Google Earth, every little mountain range on there is just zigzag with sheep trails. Oh. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And they're everywhere. So, and I've talked to a couple of guys that have hunted it. And, um, Are you going to guide it on that? Mm, I think I'm going to do it DIY. Um, yeah, I don't know. Take My wife buddies. would, would, uh, yeah. Be okay with dropping another. <laughs> I'm not going to say how much. Yeah, don't, camera. don't even throw a yeah. number out there. <laughs> she doesn't need to know that stuff. You won, you won that too, huh? <laughs> uh, they're guiding me for free, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I read one of my articles 10 years ago. And yeah. <laughs> he thought my picture would look good on his website. <laughs> what is one of your most. Probably got a handful of memorable hunts, but. Wow. Uh, geez, man. There's been a lot of good ones. I, my favorite species to hunt is elk. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to start there. That's, uh, you know, when that when that's good, there's nothing like, yeah. you know, bull screaming, yeah. you know, and you get in a rut fest. And um, I've had some really good elk hunts with somebody, you know, help some buddies kill some big bulls. Um, Which is a lot of times as fun if not it more is fun i with. love calling them in for my friends yeah. and stuff so that's that's always really cool um i don't know i love it all you know elk's my favorite but uh, you know some of the the sheep hunts probably my idaho sheep hunt is the hardest hunt i've ever done is it and you know arguably arguably the most memorable huh. you know that's that's the first time i've actually broke down and choked up in the field really like guys and my buddy and i both drew that together which is another crazy story but uh on both of our ramps when we killed them i was moved so yeah that's probably the most memorable very cool yeah 33 days of hammering you know 200 plus miles of backpacking and finally got it done (laughs) we killed his ramp fairly early but it was still um, you know, a monumental task getting it done. And then, uh, yeah, we went on a long dry spell and hadn't seen a ram forever. And then uh, I actually missed a ram with my rifle. My barrel got wet and uh, I was so crushed. Came back for one last hoorah on the last like five, four or five days of the season and then managed to get it done. So I was super fortunate again to make that happen. But yeah, I was. My buddy was across the canyon watching and, you know, I was trying to tell him on the radio that I'd, you know, got it and I was, I couldn't even talk. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, it's pretty special. We've all been there, I think. <laughs> and I mean, and it's, 
if you have it, you're missing out yeah. because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough country. It'll it'll humble you. Yeah. <laughs> What's next for you? Just concentrating on your hunt. Yeah, really. That well, that elk hunt's only three weeks away, so I've uh, I've been working pretty hard. My uh, I like to ride dirt bikes a lot, mm -hmm. and I came off my dirt bike about a month ago and dislocated my left shoulder, and I haven't been able to shoot my bow since. So I've been working rehab super hard because I'm only uh, less. I don't know. What are we? It's August fourth, fifth. Oh, okay. So yeah, my my own starts in like eighteen days. So uh, you know, it's coming around. A little bit. I'm gonna um, actually when I get home today, I'm gonna drop one of my target bows down to 45, which I'm pretty confident I'll be able to draw that based on just what I've been doing. And uh, I think it'll come back pretty quick once I can right. start shooting. Yeah, you know. Because um, it doesn't really hurt apple draw. It's just kind of this in-between yeah. deal where it's just a little bit of a sharp pain. If I had a big bull in front of me, I would, I would huck it back. <laughs> you, only, you only got to make it happen yeah. once, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, I could do it. I could do it. I've just been really careful with it because I didn't want to, right? You know, yeah, set myself back this close to season. So I'm just, you know, I've been working the stretch bands and stuff and doing all kinds of rotator cuff. And all that kind of oh. stuff. I was like, dude, <laughs> I can't believe I did this with this club with a Utah yeah. limited entry yeah. elk tag in my pocket. So, <laughs> but hey, man, those dirt bikes are fun. <laughs> yeah, I was so some those bulls. Yeah, I was 15 miles in the backcountry when when it happened. When that uh, happened, uh, so uh, had a buddy hold on it, and I did the pulling and uh, kind of twisting. And luckily, we oh, got no, got really? it back in the socket, and then I rode out 50 miles. So uh, we had about a, five miles more trail, and then we were able to take road back uh, the rest of the way. So it wasn't quite as physical. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, the, I don't know. It's healing up pretty good. That's good. I'm sure you'll yeah. be good by then. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident. Yeah. At that point, you probably already knew you drew the Utah tag, right? Oh, yeah. I knew I had it. I mean, that was like probably the first thing that went through my mind. Right. Was like rolling around on the ground going, oh, my God, I got to go hunting in two months. And this isn't good. Yeah, and I mean, it actually did break part of the bone off oh, as well. Um, but the doctor's like, you're healing really good. It's like you're – so, I don't know. Yeah, good. I remember uh, doing construction – you know, up, up on ladders, and it's getting close to elk season. I'd look at it and go, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> I've got to think of, you know, what's going to happen if I fall. Is this mm -hmm. going to screw my head Yeah, that's what we. T I talk to our guys at work about that all the time because they're on ladders and stuff, and you know, safety's a big deal in the construction world. And like, you guys need to think about your why you're being safe. You know, is yeah, it your, exactly. you know, the trip you're taking with your family or your hunting trip that you've yeah. got coming up. I mean, it's not worth taking shortcuts on that yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. And then on the weekend, I'm out there riding a dirt bike like that, <laughs> man. <laughs> do as I say and not as I yeah. do, right? <laughs> at least do it having fun, man. Don't do it at work. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do it doing something you love. Absolutely. But, yeah. Right on. You don't do no more tracking with for people. Uh, we're not doing much custom tracking these days. Um, I don't have her registered. Um, do you yet. have to in order to do it? Uh, it's 
it's a great advertising. Oh, but legally, platform. there's no legal. No, issue. there's no legal deal. It's just yeah, if you're registered with the tracking, they have a good website and can link up hunters with guys by you know the right states and all that kind of stuff. But maybe we'll see. I've been probably too busy with the business and everything else lately to, to do it justice. But when she gets a little more experience, maybe we'll try to help some people out. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have. I, I've, uh, you know, had some unfortunate, you know, ones that I've lost over the years, and man, that's a gut punch. And, yeah. Oh man. Uh, some of the, I mean, uh, you know. Wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah. But, yeah. So I decided. Is I was that the fix. reason why you kind of did it? It really is. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, lo- I lost a, I lost a bull in Utah. I drew, so I drew an Expo tag in. Oh. 2009, I think. And uh, I, I shot an absolute giant, um, and he stopped broadside i chirped at him broadside 20 yards and he had a giant out and he took that extra step and had a giant aspen covering up his whole i mean vitals and i was like man i could just shoot him in the liver i was like "Eh, just wait till he starts walking again and those big bulls they cover so much ground and it just that split second that it took me to shoot when he cleared the tree hit him too far back and then he was he didn't know what happened and i kept calling and chirping and stuff and i kept working because i knew i'd you know pretty much gut shot him and he did another loop around and i saw i was i think i was able to range something ahead of him and i hooked it back again and i let him and shot again and i shot him through the damn guts again twice mm-hmm. and if i would have had a tracking dog it would have been so easy to follow you know, a bull with two yeah. gut wounds. You can't see that gut juice, but that dog can smell it like mm-hmm. like a yellow brick road. Mm-hmm. And uh, that bull would have been world record. The kid picked him up. He was 418, netted oh. 413. Wow. And uh, so that was a pretty easy choice for me to make to get a track in there. Right. <laughs> uh, I've never... You know, that publicly told that story before, but it. Uh, I talked to the kid about it. I've got it on video, uh, so I, I'm going to try to get a hold of him and either get those horns back or get some replicas. Yeah, because I think there's a place in Utah that does replicas too. Yeah, there is. There's one there, and I've. Um, but yeah, I've had a, I've had a couple of, you know, ones that well, I'd sure like to have back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, you learn so much from those situations, but good lord, do they hurt? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully, he'll let you get a replica anyway. Yeah, no, he was he was really good about it. Um, so when we talked, I'm sure he will. Yeah, yeah. good. What's their their noses compared to like bloodhound type thing? Are they? They're not. I mean, they're not a. They're not going to track an old cold line. Um, like a bloodhound will but they've got a really good nose but um, uh, they're just a really good size and athletic yeah. dog that I think lends them well to um, yeah, to mountain hunting yeah. um, 
I just kind of fell in love with the breed when I started learning about them. A friend of mine actually had one. I was looking at Jack Russell's, um, but I didn't really want to run around with a little white dog in the in the field that would stand out ah, too much. Yeah. Um, they're good little tracking dogs too. Um, and then I just, through research, ran into this breed. I think I was reading, um, there's a, a book written by John, I think it's John Janene, and it's, uh, tra- it's tracking dogs for deer, deer, tracking deer with dogs, something like that is the title. But anyway, he mentioned Yacht Terriers because they were bred very specifically as a hunting breed. It's a German hunting terrier. And, uh, you know, he's like, they're a little high strong, you know, it's a, you know, it's a hard breed. And most people that have them really try to vet the people that they're selling the dogs to if, if they're a breeder and whatnot. It just takes a special kind of owner to have one. Anyway, I decided I got to have one. And a buddy of mine's like, oh, I had one. I'm like, are you kidding me? And he hooked me up with his breeder and got my got me on the first one. And, uh, so yeah, ever since, yeah, I think that was I don't know, about t- about ten years ago that I got the first one. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're a great insurance policy to have. They're definitely not for everybody, but it's yeah. uh, it's cool to be able to help help out buddies. And then when we go on, on like a group hunt, I've got. Uh, a good group of friends we do a, a deer hunt every year in montana and you know we'll typically shoot four deer on that and so she gets a lot of work on those oh, nice. we get to track them all and even if they're easy it's it's good and when she was just a, a pup i mean she was literally a dash ornament <laughs> on my buddy's dash riding around just a little stumbling bumbling puppy i hadn't she was i think i'd had her for a week and a half two weeks and typically you start them out with like a little piece of liver a little piece of you know, elk steak or deer steak on a string and you drag that around on the floor mm-hmm. and you make a, a trail, let them follow it, and then at the end of the trail, you just give them that treat. Uh, I couldn't get her to do it at home. And when we were on that trip, um, my buddy actually got a doe tag too. And he shot this doe and I took her to the, the she wouldn't follow the trail at first. I took her to the doe. She loved it. She was on that thing, chewing on the ears and licking the nose and yeah. just fell in love with this critter. I took her away from it and she was like, I want to go back. <laughs> I put her on that blood trail and she tracked that sucker right back to that deer at, oh, you know, nice. 10 weeks old. And she tracked four more deer, four more bucks on that hunt. And like the next night. It clicked. Oh yeah, it clicked. And then like the next night, it was blowing snow sideways, dark. We put her on a blood trail and she went 200 yards straight to this buck that really? my buddy shot. Yeah, so oh. it was, I was pretty impressed. And then, yeah. you know, so she's been really rock solid ever since that. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, once they, once they get it, they get it, right? So. That's my job. Right? Yep. That fetch, man! Holy smokes! Yeah. <laughs> now, do you get do you take her with you everywhere at work? Yeah, maybe? yeah. She goes to work with me and hangs out. So, with that breed, that's a, a nice to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, when we kind of talked a little bit before, I kind of wondered if you. It sounded like like uh, um, it's a breed that you almost have to put that time in and have that bond. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's really good. Just, just to get them, you know, that social aspect, but also yeah. they're, 
they're a high strung breed and so you know i'm able to take her out to lunch every day and spend 30 minutes you know hucking a frisbee or a ball and yeah um you know getting her in the water and swimming and stuff and just burn off some of that puppy youthful energy so yeah. she's not such a train wreck i mean in reality time. she's been great she's checking things out and everything but i expected potentially she could be like <laughs> really jumping around and yeah she's fairly mellow my last one was too but i you know if <laughs> i think a lot of it is you just spend so much time around people it, it, yeah and it just it just kind of mellows out the, the highs and lows i think of their personality a little bit when they're around you all the, all time, the time and it's yeah. not like you know hey i've been sitting at home for 10 hours right. and you know my rev limiter's pegged and yep you know. <laughs> i have a german short hair that i um trained to shed hunt and stuff and yeah. yeah same way super high strong and and um but yeah we get out in the in the field and you know burning off that energy and whatnot but he spends a lot of time with me too yeah, pretty yeah fortunately someone's always kind of your, between your wife and kids and stuff somebody's around yeah and living in yeah. the country too i don't know you know i mean there she gets or he gets around all the time and, yeah and yeah, so great. i think that helps a lot for sure not caged up or anything Right on. Well, Darren, I know that you got busy things to do, but I really appreciate the time you, you come bet. down and talk about your business. And yeah, I appreciate it. I hope we can help stuff. out, uh, you know, some of your fans and yeah. people that follow you. And love to uh, help you guys out with your gear. And yeah. Help you be successful on your hunts, and definitely if you're you're coming from outside the the west, or, you know, we can definitely help you get into the right stuff. And then if you're looking to upgrade your gear. You know, yeah. I think it's a great way to go to rent it first. Oh, that that, that is a super, super cool thing. I had never thought about that before, yeah, but yeah. That, that's a great service right there. Do you have a um, uh, social media? Yeah, we do. We're uh, on Instagram. We're at Rent Outdoor Gear. And then on uh, Facebook, we're at Rent Hunting Gear. So, okay. or, or search for us, Rent Outdoor Gear. You'll find us. Sure. So, cool. Well, cool. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate you it bet. very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah good luck with your really Good, good hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks. I'll uh, have to send you a picture of the bull. If, yeah. Nice. When, nice. when I tag you. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> right. We'll look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate sure. everyone watching and uh, smash the like button, subscribe button. All that stuff. All yeah. that fun Appreciate stuff. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, John. Yeah. We'll see you guys. We'll see you.